right, guys, welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner, and it is so awesome to have you on um, the podcast with me today. Brittany is going to be doing uh, a mailbag today with me. We've been getting so many questions that we want to cover from our listeners, and this episode is going to be dedicated to you answering your questions and... um, and I actually, I actually don't know what they are. I looked at maybe like one or two, but yeah. Um, so today, um, as you know, we always start every episode off taking a shot of whiskey. We are filming here at American Brew, a coffee whiskey bar in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And our whiskey of choice today, well, I should say it's my whiskey of choice today because I didn't give Brittany the option of being able to pick what whiskey (laughs) she wanted. So I picked Widow Jane. It's aged 10 years. It's from the legendary Rosendale Mines of New York. So it's pretty cool. So um, we're going to answer your questions today. And I think that we do a pretty good job. Like anytime I ever see questions on social media, and I know that you get emailed a lot of questions Mm -hmm. on our inbox, our team email about questions. So... I think that we we do a pretty good job. I feel like there's yeah. probably so many people who have questions who maybe send in questions that we're going to answer today that maybe don't want to ask them, you know, publicly or on like the feed. And so, yeah. um, and we try to get back to I feel like as many as we can, especially when they're commented under posts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard; they get pushed down. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been the craziest question? <sighs> What's the most common question? So the, the, I know craziest, the, most com- the craziest, most common question. So you, you get a lot of questions about like programs, movements, things like that. But I would say one that's pretty consistent. Um, Where are your boots from? Oh, the <laughs> yeah. Where'd you get the boots? Where's Ashley's boots from? That I'm one. I'm wearing them right now. But I feel like people ask a lot of personal questions. Oh. Like boob job questions. Oh, I feel, I don't know. I feel like there's social media takes away the, cause I feel like you don't go up to somebody you don't know and be like, Hey, did you get your boobs done? <laughs> like, I feel like that's not, yeah, that's kind of weird social etiquette, but <laughs> I feel like that's the weirdest. Most I was not expecting question. you to say that right now. <laughs> I was just like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people don't have like boundaries or like yeah. no boundaries. I think social media and being on, on a keyboard takes away that, uh, that normal thing that we should have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. boundary setting. So let's go ahead and take so this. So other um, than talking about the boobs, I know that yeah. people always want to know about my boots. Oh yeah. They're Louis. Yeah. For all of you people who ask. I actually, I, I, whenever I got, well, they're a gift from my husband, but I didn't think that I didn't get them thinking that people would be like, Oh, those are cool boots. Like they're yeah, just super no, functional for me. I swear every I've time you take a picture now. or a post with them on. Yeah. I, and I don't you get at least be, 10 to 15 each time people can see them in a frame. And I don't want to be that person that's like at Louis Vuitton boots. Hey. Yeah. Well, because so. it's that's showboating and that's not who you are. Yeah. So it's I just, like, like I really love these boots cause yeah. I actually saw them. For the first time, I think I was out in Las Vegas doing a show, and I saw them in person, and it was it's my most expensive pair of shoes ever, but yeah. I have literally have worn them almost every single day. Yes. If I'm not wearing my athletic shoes or flip-flops. No matter what temperature it is outside. Yeah, because it's, well, it's raining outside, but we're in the middle of summer, and I'm wearing my winter boots because <laughs> I love them. <laughs> but yeah, so they're very functional, and um, yeah, I just love them. So to answer that question... If you're wondering where my boots from, they are Louis Vuitton, probably about two years ago. Yeah. 
and I've worn the hell out of them. They have that, but yeah, but that's the thing now. The what? worn, distressed look of clothes. Oh, good, because so, they are... I don't you take care it. of these boots. <laughs> and a uh, raven is eating, like, part of the fur off of them, well, too. So. You know. They're struggling. All right, so here is to, um, I don't know, answering all of your questions today. Yeah. Getting through the thick of it. And um, cheers to Widow Jane up in New York. Yeah, that one's a strong one. That is a strong one. It's good. It tastes kind of, let's see if I can say, it tastes kind of of a caramel taste at the end. Am I right? Caramel. Is my, um, is my palate expanding, ma'am? I actually don't know if it says. I don't know. It tastes a little caramelly at the end. So I love whiskeys because of their stories. I, I'm super fascinated about their stories. In fact, yeah. at American Brew, we do whiskey school here. So much and fun. It is a lot of fun. And I actually used to teach them. And now we have one of my uh, baristas who is, um, she doesn't like to be called a whiskey connoisseur, but she's she knows whiskey really, really well. And she does a great job at the storytelling. But we have whiskey school here. It's pretty popular, and we get to go in and talk about, like, the whiskeys that we have, and everybody gets to do a taste test. But and pairing with food. That's yeah, my favorite part. Yeah, we get to pair, it, uh, to pair it with the food. And it's good. So it's, it's really interesting to learn just the, I mean, whiskeys have so much history to them. I think so, too. Um, do, you ha- do you know if you've had a favorite? Because we, I mean, we've been trying a lot of whiskeys. Yeah. Is there one that stands know. out? I really just love the bullet. You like I the just, bullet? I just go back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that one's just well-rounded for the most part. My favorite whiskeys are, I've my first favorite whiskey was Basil Hayden. I'm not a rye whiskey mm-hmm. person. I don't really like rye. Yeah. I don't like hoppy beers either. Yeah. Um, I've loved Basil Hayden. The only rye whiskey that I like is Whistlepig. But Whistlepig That's has, an interesting name. Yes. But Whistlepig has a really good story to it. Um, so I think it's more like about the story. You connect with it more. <laughs> I connect with it more. And then I, yeah, there's a handful of other ones. I like Bullet, though, too. Bullet, yeah. Bullet's a really good one. But um, yeah. Well, let's get into the questions from Enough all about of, whiskey. Let's get yeah. into the questions. Get into the meat of the episode. So we have quite a plethora of questions. But I think that... While we've touched on this before, slightly in other episodes, um, what made you become who you are today? What was it that, I know like you've said, like your boys were your big driving force. Um, But outside of that, what made you continue to go for things, new endeavors and all of that? Hmm. I, <clears throat> I've experienced a lot of heartache in my life, a lot of trials. Um, I think as I, as I have experienced these heartaches or the shortcomings, whether it was something that happened to me in my life or as I was on this journey of, you know, trying to figure out what it was that I was wanting to become. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, chasing success. Yeah. That it was 
it's been through the pain and it's been through the struggles that I've actually have been my strongest. And I know that's crazy as crazy as it sounds. Um, I think that every time that we experience something that challenges us, uh, anytime that we experience, um, something that breaks us, I come out of it stronger and it's the determination just to, to not quit. I, I think that a lot of times, um, especially in the beginning, I was on this journey because I had something to prove. I felt like that I had something to prove for the people who doubted me. Yeah. And even starting on my, like my fitness journey, you know, it was just kind of like, well, how do you become successful being in the fitness industry, you yeah. know, at the time, and this was probably like seven, 10 years ago, it was like, how, how do you do that? How do you monetize and, you know, do what you love and the passion? How do you make money from that? And I got ridiculed a lot. Yeah. And I think ultimately like ridiculed from like the ones that were supposed to love you forever, no matter what, no matter what crazy idea that you wanted to chase down and their doubt fueled me because I wanted to prove to each and every single one of them they're fucking wrong. Absolutely. And so with those hard times or those difficult challenges, how did you personally overcome those and like the steps that you took? Like whether that was actual physical steps towards something or men coming over mental blocks. How did you do that? I mean, it's just getting your sights set on something and it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter the, the amount of steps that it would take to get to a certain point. I just, it's almost like if I, if I see something, I just want it. And if once I have my sights set on something, I, it takes a whole lot to persuade me to change my direction, to slow my pace down because I just charge after it full force. And I, I, I don't believe that there is anything that if you were to tell me right now that you wanted to achieve X, I would tell you, okay, you can do that. And it could be something that everybody around you might think that you're absolutely crazy to think that you could achieve that. You can achieve that. You have to just give yourself the adequate amount of time to achieve whatever it is that you're trying to pursue. There's, there's a way, there's a way to reach your goals. You just have to figure out all of the steps in between. And that's whenever it gets, it can get messy. It can get a little bit scary. You might have to change your route like five times, but if you have your eyes set on the direction that you're wanting to go and the end goal that you're trying to get there, you will reach that. You just have to be prepared for setbacks. You have to be prepared for things coming up in your way that you're going to have to change your path. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if that's where you want to be and you're committed to that and you're not just interested, but you're fucking committed, you'll reach that. So how do you balance that with being a mom and not feeling like you're failing as a parent? Because I feel like when you take on, not you, but like in general, when people take on new projects and their parents, sometimes they feel guilty that they're not being the best parent they can be. How do you feel or how do you balance that so that you also don't feel guilty as a mom? Mm -hmm. 
That's a good one. I actually, uh, today I was training uh, lower body, like my legs today. And I just had, I just honestly, I had a, a breakdown. Um, I'm, it's Friday. I'm fucking sore from the week of training. Um, my husband is away to places where I can't just call him up and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Should I go left or should I go right? I have to make all those decisions as a mom and as a wife and running the businesses as to what I think is going to be best. Um, not only for me, but I have to think about my family. I have to think about my boys. And yeah, I just, it was actually like the first time that I, I literally got it. And I'm the only one in my training facility. Like it's a closed facility. It's just for me. And this is probably why, but I got up, I had my shaker bottle and I just literally launched it like right at the box that was close to me. And I just, it, there are times that it's just, life can be overwhelming. And I, it's important that like, don't think that like, I don't have my shit together. I like hardly ever get my shit together. I feel like I wing it just like I wing my eyeliner every single day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not easy. Like life is fucking hard. And you just have to know that like, it's not, it's not going to be easy. You have to make decisions. And you know, and right now we're getting ready to start. The kids are going back to school all virtual learning. Otto's getting ready to start kindergarten and he's going to be doing virtual learning uh, with kindergarten online, which isn't anything what I expected. I didn't think that my five-year-old would be starting kindergarten at home on a computer. Like kindergarten, you always remember kindergarten. Yeah. I remember kindergarten. Like it's one of the most memorable years for a child and the most memorable years for like a parent, like watching your little, you know, person go off to um, kindergarten for the first time. And it's just, it can be a lot. And I think that if, if you know, and it just kind of goes back to like, don't let the world think that there is an instruction manual for how to do life and how to do life as a parent and even a single, like being a single mom or, you know, now you got to go back to work and the kids are learning remotely and, I'm preparing for this 40 hour run yeah, coming up in November, but I don't know how I'm supposed to be able to train for this 40 hour run when now all my kids are at school at home and being the teacher. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, step one, the couches are going to go and I'm going to move the treadmill in and they're <laughs> going to be doing, they're going to be getting desks and I'm going to put chalkboards up and I'm going to be running and telling them to sit down, <laughs> shut your mouth, do the ABCs. <laughs> So it's like, I think it's like, you may not know. I, and I know like, you know, if we, fa if we could fast forward right now and look at like a month ahead or like two months ahead, everything's going to be fine. You're going to figure out a way to make it all happen. It just might be a little bit heavy now. And it might be a little bit confusing right now because mm -hmm. you're not necessarily going to know which way to go. Absolutely. But it's going to, it's going to figure itself out. All right, guys, I'm really excited to let you know that today's episode of Reborn is brought to you by Manscaped. You've probably seen their products at Target and Ulta stores around the country. They are the premier brand for men's 
below the waist grooming. They offer the best products made from the best materials and formulations. Now this is the perfect gift idea for any man in quarantine. And you know what I'm talking about. Because the perfect package, the 3.0 kit by Manscaped is the all-in-one manscaping starter pack that includes the waterproof electric trimmer and a ton of liquid products to keep men smelling oh so fresh and so clean. The kit includes the new Lawnmower 3.0 water resistant body trimmer, the only trimmer on the market that is made with advanced skin safe technology, which reduces annoying nicks and cuts from common manscaping accidents. And you know we don't have time for any of that. So let's face it, you should have a different trimmer for your face than you do your body to prevent that cross contamination. The kit also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray. Not only is this super practical, but it's going to keep you smelling great, too. All of that alone is a killer deal. But for a limited time, this just keeps getting better, guys. When you order the perfect package kit, you get two free gifts, and this is what you get. You get the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. This bag is awesome, but the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Cooler Boxer Briefs is one of the coolest products out there. No pun intended. <laughs> Listen, if you're putting all this time and care into manscaping your downstairs like a pro, which you should be, don't just throw on any raggedy pair of boxer briefs, man. Seriously, that's super lame. So ditch the old boxer briefs and try the Manscaped Boxer Briefs. They have the optimal temperature control for their crop cooling technology. So whether you're just hanging around the house or going for a long run, the boxers will keep you cool and dry all day long. And this is how they work. The fabric is a super soft contour flex material, which is a microfiber blend that promotes breathability while also repelling moisture. And the waistband is also super elastic to reduce chafing and rubbing while you work out. But it's still wide enough to provide support without riding up on you. So seriously, these are great for working out also. Plus, when your girl sees the Manscaped logo, she's going to know right away that you're a real Manscaped man. Now pair these boxer briefs with their pH balancing liquid products like the Crop Preserver and you're ready for anything. When you purchase these limited edition boxer briefs as part of the new Perfect Package 3.0 kit online at manscaped.com, you can also opt into the Peak Hygiene Plan and get a replenishment of all of your favorite Manscaped products in every cycle delivered straight to your door. It's hassle-free, and seriously, how great is that? To get 20% off, that's right, 20% off, plus free international shipping, plus two free gifts, just go to manscaped.com and use the promo code ASHH20. That's manscaped.com, promo code ASHH20. And your balls will thank you. Not only are you guys getting a good deal, but my husband is super stoked about this product and he is out in the fields. He has been gone for a while now. And I know whenever he comes back, he is going to need some serious manscaping. So he is pumped about this. I know you're going to be pumped about this. 
Uh, it's a great product, so don't hesitate and get it while the code is good. So one of the questions um, directly, it's a little bit of a long one, but I think that it's kind of important. Um, how would you approach working through exhaustion from ongoing emotional trauma to have energy to be able to work out and eat well? Like, do you have a phrase, motto, quote, you say to yourself in those desperate moments? Also, do you have any tips for a single mom of a toddler on how to fit in training and keeping motivated? Uh, listening each week is really helping me keep going. Can't wait to continue the journey together. All right, so let's uh, break that question down. Sure. So the first part of it. So it is working through exhaustion from ongoing emotional trauma and having the energy to be able to work out and eat well. Mm. I think, um, I mean, you just got to learn how to harness those emotions and, you know, emotional trauma and getting through all of that. It can be tough, but if you are able to use your training as your therapy time and know that even if you can give yourself 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, and it doesn't even have to be every single day, but if you can dedicate that time to yourself and if you can learn to harness those emotions and to channel that energy, that emotional energy into your training, it's going to give back to you. Absolutely. So they also want to know, um, do you have like a phrase, motto, or quote that you say to yourself in the moments that you need that strength? Um, I do. I think I just tell myself to freaking toughen up, buttercup. Um, I, I, it's easy to feel sorry for yourself. I, I think that the world kind of makes it okay for you to feel sorry for yourself. And there's nothing wrong with feeling sorry for yourself. I remember when my mom lost my father, when, when, uh, when my mom lost her husband, my father, that I would walk into her room and this was like a month or two after my father passed away. And I would see her sitting at the edge of her bed and she would be crying. And I remember, you know, and I never saw my mom cry. I'd never saw my mom weak or fragile and, and I saw her sitting at the edge of her bed crying. And I remember, you know, just kind of took me by surprise. And I said, mom, are you okay? And she looked at me and she wiped the tears from her face and she said, yeah, Ashley, I'm okay. But I allow myself to feel sorry for myself for five minutes every single day. And after that, I wipe away the tears and I know that life has to be done and I get up and I get done what has to be done. And that's like has forever stuck with me. It's you shouldn't feel guilty for feeling sorry for yourself. Um, but you cannot live in that world. You cannot live in that darkness. You have to pull yourself up and you just have to like take care of life. Yeah. And so how do you think that like the other part was fitting and training as a single mom with a toddler? Mm -hmm. Like how, what, is it just getting it done? Is it being yeah. better? So you shouldn't, if you have a toddler or any kids at home, you shouldn't just feel like that the workouts 
you need to start thinking a little bit outside the box. You might have weights at home. You might be like, you have to start kind of incorporating the kids into your training and not being so strict and rigid and be like, Oh, I got to do like 15 set or 15 reps right now, three sets right now. It's okay to break it up. Is it better to do it all in one sitting? Uh, yeah, it's better to just kind of like get it out of the way. But the more that you can stay active and like active with your toddler. And I mean, even if it's just like you're doing cartwheels like in the park or, you know, you're like doing push ups and putting your toddler on your back, which I used to do with Otto when he was little all the time. I used to put him in the little Bjorn, like the baby carrier. And, you know, I had a goal one time and this was like pretty close after I had him. Um, I was like, I'm going to do 200 walking lunges. And, you know, my mind was set on that. I had him in, like, the baby carrier in the front of me, you know, like, kind of holding him and doing it, too. And I think that, like, you just have to start thinking outside of, like, fitness and and the gym. Like, it doesn't happen inside of a closed room. It doesn't have to happen inside of a gym setting. You can have, like, fitness can be anywhere you want it to be. Absolutely. And maybe it's not with weights or maybe it's not with, like, the iron or, like, you know, the rubber. Like, maybe it's you like using your kids as weights. Absolutely. So with that, let's switch to some more fitness okay. side questions. Cause there are, you know, quite a few of those. Um, let's see. Oh, here's one. So can you talk about the detox organics and why it's a good mm. supplement to take? Mm-hmm. Um, I think nutrition is sometimes overthought a lot. Yeah. So what is it that you feel is good about this brand and, have it's you tried the detox? No, Dude, I haven't. I almost brought one with you for, uh, today with me, and yeah. I. But I was like, oh, she's already tried it, so it's pointless. No, I haven't. But the kids love it, though. So yeah, so it's got to be good if the kids love it. It's yeah. I was actually so it's always been easy for me to get in my proteins, especially because yeah. like I'm just I'm sure you, I'm using my Traeger grill like every single day. I've even yeah. baked in it for the very first time. Part of it might be because I don't have any gas right now at my house, so I can't turn on my stove. DIY project's gone wrong. <laughs> so those of you who are wondering like what we're talking about, um, I was trying to board up the back of my, uh, with like plank boards, using a nail gun. And I didn't, the only nail gun that I have is these three inch nails that are long nails. And our house is just like some of the, like piping and even wiring is just so wrong in our house. But to make a long story short, I was like super gung ho about this project. It took me about two and a half hours. And so I planked basically like what, if you're, if you're watching the video, what's behind us. And I was like, I'm going to do this in my room. It's so cool. And I nailed gun right through a gas line and (laughs) man, so my cooking has been a little bit limited Um, I've been using the Traeger a lot and it's always easy for me. It's always been easy for me to get my proteins in. Yeah. But veggies are hard. I've always struggled for getting my veggies. Um, I'm trying to think like, I mean, corn is really easy to cook, but like corn's not a great vegetable. No, it's not. It's super starchy. It has sugars. Like if you're going to do vegetables, I think of like just leafy greens. Yeah. Mushrooms are really good. Um, I so, like to juice celery, but with the detox organics, they, they make it so easy. It's just with my lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, it, they just make it so easy for me to get my greens. Everything is organic. Um, and I, I have never, 
I have never tried a greens, like a superfoods. Like this stuff is so good. I'm so bummed that I didn't bring some for you. Yeah, but they have different flavors like chocolate. So I've only tried the chocolate. Mm. The but the kids love it. So I guess it's going to have to be. It is good. Pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really good. So let's see. Oh, what is one piece of fitness equipment that is worth investing in? Um, I would say either a barbell or a set of dumbbells. Hmm. What would you say? I don't know. I feel like if we're going to go, so I feel like small, I feel like dumbbells is really good. But I think if you're going to think on multifunctional, I would say something like a squat rack or a rig, depending on your setup. Yeah. But that's like, that's, that's like three pieces of equipment. Cause then you're going to need the barbell. The well, squat they have rack. Packages. I thought, yeah, okay. So if you could pick one, like, definitely the squat rack. Yeah, the squat rack with a pull-up bar. Now we've gotten into like five pieces of equipment. <laughs> <laughs> but if you could get, I mean, they there's so many companies now who are making um, pieces of equipment that can go into your garage. Absolutely. That it's not even like a full. Um, it's yeah, not they even like attach a full to the wall. Yeah, they can attach the wall. They fold in. Yeah, and then you can just get like a set of like the 45s. I don't even think that you need the 35s, but you could do 45s, 25s, and like 10s. And then if you have a barbell, I mean, there's so much that you could do. And then if you get like the squat rack that has like a pull-up bar. Yeah. And then you could do like leglet. Like there's, yeah, yeah there's so much. Very versatile. So mm-hmm. with that is, do you have any advice for someone who has been in the fit, into fitness for 15 years, but can't seem to break past a point? Like they can reach a certain point, but like they, they can't like get they past plateaued. that like extra pudge on the belly and legs. Um, can't seem to lean out. They have been doing the Horner training recently, um, but they um, count macros. And but they want to know: Do you add cardio? How much? Mm-hmm. No car, no uh, alcohol. Eat cleaner. Like, what is a way what to break it? past that? Yeah. There's so many different ways that you can break through a plateau, and and this is a really common problem. Like, especially if you're on a like a weight loss journey, or if you're trying to add muscle. Um, and strength. There's so many different things that you could do basically. And just to dumbify it down, you just have to keep the body guessing. So you have to change it up, whether it's the style of training that you're doing, going from, um, like even like a, like a, a bodybuilder bro sesh type of working out to like functional training, um, changing your cardio. If you're doing a steady state, 20, 30 minutes of cardio to go to like the hit training, which is what I really like. Um, if you're doing Horner training and if, if you're not familiar with Horner training, Horner training is an online membership subscription based, um, training platform that you can join in and do. And it's less than $10 a month. And it's the training that I'm actually doing every single day. So if you wanted to sign up with the Horner training, um, you can do that. You just have to go to my, to my website and sign up. The only thing that's not on Horner training that I'm doing right now, because I am kind of hyper-focused on this run that I'm doing in a couple months for 40 hours is I'm adding running in and that is like my cardio and my conditioning. And so it has the, the weight training and like the weightlifting there, but it doesn't have, um, any conditioning in it. So definitely check that out and just work on like, you gotta like, just be smarter. Like your body is going to get used to like whatever training that you're doing. Um, 
you just have to, you just have to keep changing it up. Yeah. Shock what your do you body. Think? I mean, I think so. I think that when your body adapts to what you're doing mm-hmm. and it becomes easier um, and your body as it's made becomes more efficient at what it's doing. Mm-hmm. But definitely cut out alcohol. Oh, as as <laughs> we're taking shots today. Yeah, I mean. But yeah. But no, I think your body processes alcohol differently than it does anything else. And so while you, you know, can be staying within your macros or calorie count, mm-hmm. it can definitely, it just processes it differently, yeah. metabolizes it differently. So I think... You know, if you're going to drink, remove one of your carb sources for that day. Yeah. And I think that's a big question probably that we get is like, well, it is summertime, but the holidays are coming up and, yeah. uh, you know, a lot more like alcoholic drinks are well, because gatherings. That's what BYOB. Yes. BYOB. <laughs> so I, I think that, the, you know, especially since we're drinking yeah. whiskey and I, I do, I actually have a beer like almost every day. Like, yeah. Well, no, not every day. Probably like three times a week. Yeah. I, I drink like a beer or two. But it's a day. about balance. It is about balance. And, and and this is the thing is like whenever people go on these journeys of like changing their life, it's like you have to think that like make changes that you know that you can keep yeah. every single day. Absolutely. You can't say that you're going to cut out alcohol forever. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, it's not sustainable. It's not. No, there's always yeah. going to be holidays. There's going to be yeah. events. Like you you have to know how to make it a balance. And and I think the biggest thing is here too is to not feel guilty. Absolutely. Because you, people beat themselves up do. for enjoying it. And then and it I, just, yes. it's this bad cycle. Yeah. And like what I tell like my nutrition clients when we're adjusting from not eating so great mm-hmm. to coming to a healthier relationship with food is don't completely cut out the cookies. Right. Don't, because the thing is, it's there's like, a psychological, well, there's a psychological aspect yeah. to it that when you cut it all out, then you want it. It, it, it deprives you. Uh-huh. And so it's slowly cutting back over time. And I think that's also coming to terms with the fact that things don't happen instantaneously. Yeah. It's a journey and it's a process. So you had a issue with like binge eating before that. Oh, right? and I still do. I still struggle with it. Um, I mean, yeah. Do you think it's because that you like restrict yourself sometimes or you're like, no, I'm not going to eat that. And then all of a sudden like you cave. So both. So a lot of my binge eating personally now comes from stress um, when I'm really stressed out. It's food brings me comfort going through the things that I have in my life. Food always brought me comfort. And then living with a grandmother <laughs> that if you're breathing, you're hungry. Yeah. Food brought comfort. And so it's overcoming that. When I get stressed, I have to make sure that I'm very, that I I have planned ahead what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. Because if Mm -hmm. not, I will stand in front of the pantry Mm -hmm. and I will eat and I'll look down and I've eaten half a bag of whatever I'm holding. Right. I think it's 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 important to know your trigger foods. Um, If you know the food, for me, for the longest time, it was trail mix. Yeah. Um. That was my trigger food, like the kind of like M&Ms in it. Mm -hmm. I, that was a trigger food for me. And so I just had to stay away from it because I knew like once I, and I could be like, okay, I'm only going to have like a serving of the trail mix or like a handful of the trail mix. If I had the whole bag, no matter how I was like, this is all I'm going to have. And so for the longest time, I just, you can't, it wasn't in my house. Absolutely. Because it was a trigger food. Absolutely. 
So, yeah, no, and I completely agree. And, you know, and I think that that's a lot of the issue is there's just over restriction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that that's also big with like what y- you're doing. So getting into this 40 hour run, what is, you know, you run pretty far distances. You're mm-hmm. pretty, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, I just did an eight mile run this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you tell somebody who's just getting into running who may be getting leg cramps or overcoming difficulties? How do oh. they pace themselves? So I think, well, if it's leg cramps, it's probably sodium. Yeah. But somebody getting into running, how do they overcome the obstacles? A lot of it's mental. Yeah, it is but mental. how do they get into running? Um, so the, the, whole, the only reason why, like if you start running, one of the reasons why you're going to quit is because your mind is going to tell you to quit. It's not going to be because physically you can't go on because in fact, yes, you can physically go on, but it starts with the mind being able to beat the mind. And I think an exercise that you can do, those of you who are just, it doesn't matter if you can run five miles at the snap of a finger or, you know, you're just starting your first mile on your next run. I want you to go out and I want you to be like, okay, I'm going to run until I start feeling like I need to stop. And that's when the mind exercises start becoming crucial and really important because whenever you think that you want to stop, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep going and you're going to say, okay, you're going to look at your watch and you're going to go for 10 to 15 minutes longer before you allow yourself some rest. So Mm -hmm. just start small. Don't think that you have to start out on your running journey and that you're going to be able to um, accomplish like five, you know, everybody's journey is different. Absolutely. Start out with a half a mile or like a quarter of a mile and then just build on that. Well, Start that foundation. Cheers to that, man. Cheers to that, to all the questions. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Reborn podcast as we unpacked all the questions. If you have a question that you would like us to tackle here on the podcast, um, make sure you send us a DM, comment below, and As always, thank you guys so much for subscribing. Thank you for listening in and following along on the journey. And thank you for your questions.